woke references. All right, Christian, the soundboard, Martin, give me, give, give, give me as many wrestling impressions as you can. Rapid fire. <laughs> Holy fuck. Come on, brother. Do you smell what the rock is cooking? Austin316 just says, I whooped your ass. Most dangerous man in the world, Ken Shamrock. The puppies. The puppies. The Jamaican <laughs> sensation. <laughs> I, can, I can name wrestlers all day if you want me to do that. Name Big ten. Big ten. There is not enough time. Big ten. Ten? You want old or classic? What do you want? Give me, give me current. Give me ten current. Ten current. Dolph Ziggler, who has been around forever. Kofi Kingston, who's no longer the Jamaican sensation, but is killing it. Yeah. Xavier Woods, Cody Rhodes, Kenny Omega, the hottest wrestler in the world. The boys, Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows. You got Davari. You got mm, Gorgeous, Breeze. You got Fandango. That's 10. You got, is that 10? That, that was that was That's 10. 10. That was just the beginning, I, man. I, I I'm, I'm, I'm pleased you went straight to the fashion police. I did. I had to had to include him. I didn't even touch New Japan Pro Wrestling yet. I know the only wanted... new wrestlers that I know of are what's her name? I only know her name because it's the same as a Kingdom Hearts character, which is Kyrie. Oh, Kyrie! <laughs> I'm sorry to uh, to heart break your heart, Richie, but she's already retired. Well, Wait, when I'm did Kyrie retire? Yeah, when she the left. Fuck did that happen? About a year ago, I think. Man, I'm behind. She uh, she's off, and she's a WWE ambassador in Japan now. I, wow! Like the last thing I remember her doing was graduating up to the to the regular WWE, and now she's finally okay. retired. Well, she became a tag team that was managed by Paige with Oscar. Became the Kabuki Warriors, got the tag team belts, and then later dropped them to Sasha Banks and Bailey, who'd go to have on a very long run. But the last thing she did on TV was get attacked in the back by Bailey and like Kefob hurt and injured. And that was the last time she was seen on WWE TV. And now she's dead. Well, although she did host a pre-show for an NXT event. And now, she's, and now she's dead. Vince sent her into a limo. That limo blew it, up. She went to a limo and it blew up. <laughs> the stage collapsed. It was a whole thing. I'm sorry, Richie. Hold on. Are you it's aware of the limo? Yes, I'm aware of the limo. Okay, thank God. <laughs> For anyone who's not, just Google Vince McMahon and limo, and I'm sure it'll come up. Yeah, honestly, if you're not aware of the Vince McMahon limo thing, you do you don't have. You're not aware of the. <laughs> anyone who anyone who doesn't love wrestling doesn't understand what it is. It is the greatest comedy on earth. You take that shit seriously; it's the funniest thing in the world. These people are committed. Like there's such a level of camp to wrestling that it's it's unparalleled. Like it's, well, it's in the memes that come out of it. Oh my god! Like one of the last few things that I remember from a full show that I watched was uh, it was a showgirls match. Again, it was Goldust against shit. I don't remember his name. I know that he was British and he had, didn't want anything to do with this particular match. William Regal? Because what they did was they came out in corsets and feathers the and real American? whatnot. Goldust was having a good old time, but the the other guy just was not having it at all. If it was an English, like a British dude back in the era of Goldust when he came out in his golden robes, long hair, and with Terry, 
I feel like odds are it's William Regal. Yep, that, yep, that, yep, that's it. William Regal. Which was the era when Kane was the evil dentist? Dr. Isaac <laughs> Yankum? <laughs> <laughs> that was pre-attitude era. So that would be what would that what, what, what do you call that era? It was before WCW even. <laughs> it was Richie, w- were you not aware of Dr. Isaac Yankum? I I think it's I think it's the WWF days. Dr. Isaac Yankum. Dr. I Yankum. <laughs> Dude, yeah, if you just if you just lean into wrestling, it's the greatest thing on this planet. I mean, there was a point in time where I was not super into it, but into it enough. But I'll bait this was like shit a decade ago, at least even more so. I'm pretty sure I've reached the point to where I have more wrestling shirts than regular shirts now. Yeah, where does your job interview? I have a job. They're like, what experience can you bring to the table in your life? Well, Austin 316. Well, let me tell you right now, I can name wrestlers forever. I can tell you the legitimacy of titles, the storylines, the main, the money makers, the big points. I can, I have a, my own Instagram and a YouTube where I do poor backyard wrestling. That's really sad because it's 30 year old dudes with two, with clearly has one camera and three people. I love it. Beating up, um, 30 year old men beating up a man with a GED who fell asleep in dirt once. Name simply <laughs> table. It is the purest form of wrestling out there. I gotta say, this is the, the the most far cry intro that we've had to an episode. It's not irrelevant. It's just God. Oh, I it's know. not irrelevant because today's episode is WWE Pick Your Path Number Two, Night of Champions. Boom. Every night is a transition segue. I did it. That hard segue. Now, I don't you know guys know we're, gonna... we're three pages in already. <laughs> <laughs> I've been quoting the book this whole time. Now, Wait, I don't know. Can we, can we do like, choke slammed or pinned or something? Is Wait, that it? Wh- hold on, what? <laughs> like the best I can like, do is a Hurricane uh, Helms choke slam. Go to page fifty if you. But I doubt this page. This book has more than. 50. If you want to get oh, it's, tombstone I, I by the Undertaker, go to page ninety-four 90. pages. This book is paper thin. <laughs> this is going to be a quick episode. I swear to God, if we don't get tombstone by the Undertaker, I'm going to be devastated. Tombstone into a into a coffin. That's into how we're a going casket. Out it's a casket match. You know what? It's a casket match. And you then he's going to light it on fire. You know how this book is going to end. I'm telling you right now, buried alive match. No, are we all going to Vince McMahon? Vince McMahon is going to be displeased with us, and he's going to send the Yakuza. He's going to send the Yakuza after us, and they're going to gun us down. We're going to die to the Yakuza for a fourth time. Ah, yeah, I'm not going to rule it out, but it it's very likely. Yes, actually, he's got deep ties. The uh, the choice in this, the, this episode, the choice is no longer ours, but Vince McMahon's. I believe it all. It all can happen. Vince and can do anything, man. He made a stage collapse. 
He was giving away money, allegedly. They dumped bullshit on him once, like literal bullshit. <laughs> Richie, more than once. <laughs> <laughs> Did they once shove Vince McMahon's ass or face into the ass of a gigantic Of Batman? the big show. <laughs> of the big show. During a steel cage match. Yes, it was Triple H and Shawn Michaels versus Mr. McMahon, his son, and the big show. <laughs> and it ended with Mr. McMahon's ass in the big show, or Mr. McMahon's face in the big show's ass. Well, you can't say that Vince McMahon doesn't eat ass, I guess. I guess that's where this happened. <laughs> now we know. Now we know. It's it's public. It's for all to see. For public consumption. Unlike that ass. <laughs> yeah, that was a, that's actually a disclaimer on uh, the Big Show show on Netflix right now. Uh, it just says, disclaimer, Big Show's ass not for public consumption. Not for public consumption. It's a, it's a big <laughs> hazard warning for every episode. Uh, I don't know if you guys watch that show, but it's it's not good. I can't will myself to watch it. <laughs> it's not good. I put it on in the background when I was watching Half Life, and the only joke that was of any merit was one of the kids saying, "Like I lied so I could get a Nintendo Switch." And the only reason that it was of any merit, I'm like, I think that's the first time I've heard someone say Nintendo Switch on a sitcom. Not the last. Bizarre fucking show. Also already canceled, pretty sure. So you know, it can't hurt us anymore. (laughs) It was canceled, yes. Yeah, can't hurt us anymore. Uh, so I the thought I would show just not uh, real. You. <laughs> the big show show. Sadly, it is real. <laughs> it does hurt on the inside. It had a Christmas special, though. It did after it got canceled. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead. So that yeah, they gave him 22 minutes. They got wrap up all those complex plot points you had left over. This is it. We're giving you 22 minutes. Now, I'm 1000% sure that they had already filmed that episode. And they're like, they you can't sell, but you can still put out your Christmas episode. Yeah, they definitely did. <laughs> all right. Uh, so I think maybe we should get going. But I think uh, some in-ring introductions. I was about to say. Are, are in, uh, in, what's the word I'm looking for? What in is order. the word? It, there we go. Thank you. Called for? Thank you, Richie. Are in order. So, uh, coming down this ramp, weighing in at uh, an indiscriminate amount of weight that I can never really figure out, but uh, frankly, it's probably too little, is Christian the Soundboard Martin. Oh, yeah. Cue the pyro. Wait, pyro goes up. E song, e song. Do it, do it. The greatest wrestler to never wrestle. The greatest waste of space you've ever seen. Live and in per well, not live, but in per not in person. The voice of our generation. Oh, uh, uh, he, he's grabbed. He's grabbed the mic. I, I think he has something to say. I just said it all. <laughs> <laughs> He's grabbed the mic and reiterated the three sentences he said. What a what an orator! Oh my god! The greatest wrestler to never wrestle. Coming down the other ramp because that's the way we have it set up for some reason. Two ramps. Richie, the Power Ranger. Richie, do your thing. (laughs) Richie, do your thing, and I'm gonna mow it. Vroom, vroom. 
short and sweet to the point. That's what we've always said about Richie, the Power Ranger Lopez. He just walks down and he just fucking says, your ass is grass and I'm going to mow it. Delivers. Staring you dead straight into the eyes. Your ass is grass <laughs> and I'm going to mow it. Room, well, many pe- many people have commented that he has the quiet intensity of a, of a, a Tina Belcher, if you will. But <laughs> Tina Belcher would watch the clip of Vince McMahon getting his face shoved in the big show's ass and be like, butts. I gotta but. sign up for wrestling. <laughs> Should be like, Wait, you can't watch wrestling practices? Those are closed practices. I know they're closed practices, Zeke. They're closed because of me. <laughs> gotta love Tina. Zeke. Are you, okay, are you are you boys ready for this? Whatever the fuck happens in this. Movie? Oh yeah! Oh yeah! All right, uh, the top the top of page one literally says "ready, set," just to set the tone here. Dude, build a mind picture. Ready, set. That's it. Cody Rhodes has the advantage in this match. He's got the wrench by the neck and it's and is climbing up to the second rope. Looks like he's going for a bulldog. The crowd roars as you struggle to get out of Cody's grasp. The dashing one knocked you into the ring post a few seconds ago and got the upper hand while you were dazed. But you're thinking clearly now. Cody leaps off the rope and tries to slam you face down into the ring, but you turn the tables on him and flip him over your shoulders. Bam! Cody hits the mat hard, and now you're in control of the match. Cody is crippled for life. You straddle Cody, grabbing his left leg by the ankle. Then you spin around, twisting his legs like a pretzel. This is oh. this is already immediately fucked up. Are we up. going for a Texas Cloverleaf or a Boston Crab? Or the figure four? Also, Cody side Strange note, if this is dashing lock. Cody Rhodes, he has a sweet mustache right now. <laughs> Cody Strange get out of the leg lock, but they don't call you the wrench for nothing. When he can't stand the pain any longer, he taps out, and you hear the bell ring throughout the arena. And the winner of this match, by submission, is the wrench. A few people in the 14,000 strong crowd start to clap. But most of them boo. It's not because you're a bad guy. Lately, your fans have been turning against you. Why wow, you fucking suck at wrestling? Good job. How are we the wrench and we don't do a gut wrench power bomb? Fuck this book already. You're the wrench, and it sounds like you're the Roman Reigns of this situation. Nobody likes you. I'm the wrench. Every- I'm Roman wrench. Ro- you're you got to start watching. He went heel. Oh my god! Did he finally go heel? It only took he- six years. Not only it took longer than that. Not only is he a heel. <laughs> He has Paul Heyman. I'll, I'll ask for the people who are listening. What is a heel? A heel is a villain in wrestling. The oh, guy yeah. you're supposed to boo and hate, but you secretly love. No, I mean, like, you're supposed to and boo and hate, but, like, the heels are the... They're the fun ones, right? Heels Everybody are always the best. Yeah. Was, the opposite, was I think, you're getting towards Richard. Booker T spent most of his time all of King Booker. He was a heel. Okay, yeah, he was yeah, definitely from WCW. He was a heel. He spent very little time as a face. The op, you know, which the is good the guy. opposite of a heel. the good guy. That's the good guy. Because they show you their face, and, now, and then you punch it, and that makes you the heel, right? I'm assuming. Then that how that works. There's, let's there's, go with yes. There's a deep magic to this, but let's let's continue. Do not cite the deep magic to me, Richie, the Power Ranger. I was there when it was recorded. I was there when it was recorded. 
I still have VHSs of wrestling recorded oh, off the TV. Son of a bitch. How many times did we watch that VHS recording you had of the South Park WoW episode? Give me a ballpark estimate of how many times we watched that. I would say 48. <laughs> like a hard 48. Yeah. <laughs> a hard 48. A few people in the 14th crowd start to clap. But most of them boo. It's not because you're a bad guy. Lately, your fans have been turning against you. A chant starts to rise in the stands. Where's the title? Give me the claps, Christian. Where's the title? Where's the title? You pump your fist in victory over your head. Okay, one but second. Richie, Richie. The clap is one, two, one, two, what? three. One, two, one, two, three. <laughs> okay, yeah, I got that. <laughs> okay. I just heard I heard a bunch of clapping rapidly. That's not how clap. it works. The clap. <laughs> I've been to enough live wrestling shows. But the crowd doesn't care. You may have won this match, but you've never won the WWE championship. It never bothered you much before. You've been wrestling since you can remember, and you were state champion in high school. You of joined the you WWE concussions, so you can only remember about three years back. <laughs> Vince tells you you've never had a concussion, but you really don't remember anything past the last year. So you don't remember getting to the ring today. You joined WWE five years ago and Mr. McMahon has been impressed with your dedication, your technical skills and your ability to take chair blows to the head. But you've never managed to win a championship match. You're pretty sure. A few months ago, Michael Cole started bringing it up every time you went to the ring. He'd say stuff like, here comes the wrench, sometimes a loser, sometimes a winner. Never a champion. Then it got worse. What a cold, it got, cold son of a bitch. Then it got worse. He started calling you the bridesmaid after that old saying, always a bridesmaid, never a bride. Oh. And the fans loved it. They turned on you faster than the Big Show can eat a pepperoni pizza. I was going to say fast and the Big Show turns the face to heel, the face to heel, the face to heel, the face to heel, the face to heel. So far, you've been keeping your cool and ignoring him. You didn't get this far in your career by letting him. I'm sorry. You didn't get this far in your career by letting what other people say get to you. Then something comes flying into the ring. Puzzled, you glance down. It looks like a piece of yellow fabric. That's what it hits you. It's a dress, a bridesmaid's dress. Behind the commentators table, Michael Cole is grinning. Here's something to wear in your next match, bridesmaid. Cole taunts you. Oh hell no. That's all you can take. You jump out of the ring and storm to the announcer's table. Wham! You lift the table up and flip it over. Michael Cole stumbles backwards and the grit has left his face. You're about to lift him up by the neck, but you stop yourself. Pounding a coward like Michael Cole won't prove anything. You know what you need to do. You pick a mic up on the floor. Christian, hit a promo. Listen here, Cole. I don't care how many coal miners are in attendance. You can take that wedding dress and shove it right up your coal mine. Because I'm going for the belt. I'm going for that brass ring. It hangs high above and I've climbed the ladder. I've stretched for it. I've felt it with my fingertips, but I've never been able to grasp it. But no more. Bridesmaid be damned. I will be the groom of the WWE sooner rather than later. Please tell I'm me even, you thought that up on the fly. That's not in the book. No, well, of course, course not. Did. I'm not. I'm not even going to read the one that's in the book because fuck it, that was too good. This is my oh world, my bro. God. This is what I do. <laughs> <laughs> the crowd goes wild, and you're feeling pumped. You throw down the microphone and exit the arena with your arms raised in victory. 
Backstage, the superstars and crew are all talking about your announcement. You walk past Edge, who gives you a nod. It's about time, kid, he says. Others aren't so nice. Alberto Del Rio bursts out laughing when he sees you and then does a line of cocaine. Uh, oddly enough, probably the champ, given the fact that it's 2011. <laughs> <laughs> I'll make you a bet, Wrench, he says. After you lose at WWE Night of Champions, you have to wear that yellow dress. I'm not going to lose, you say confidently, but inside you're hit with a blast of doubt. Now everybody's going to be watching you. If you don't win a championship at the big pay-per-view event, you'll never hear the end of it. Yeah, oddly enough, st- it wouldn't yeah. be the first time that a wrestler had to wear a wedding dress to the ring. This yeah, is like sounds four like wrestlers that. that had to have wear dresses to the ring. Fuck, the WWE has some problems. You try to sleep that, that, but every time you close your eyes, you hear the crowd chanting, where's the title? Where's the title? Early the next morning, you get a message on your phone asking for you to fly to WWE headquarters immediately. Mr. McMahon wants to see you. Dude, free trip to Massachusetts. Here's the deal, Mr. McMahon tells you from his seat behind the large desk. I like you, kid. It's about time you stood up for yourself. So I have an opportunity for you. You leave oh, Connecticut. Curious. Our truth wants you to become his tag team partner, Mr. McMahon continues. You can compete for the World Chain Championship. I'll approve your move from SmackDown to Raw. You think about it. Our truth has already been a United States Championship winner. Why would he want a team with a superstar like you, who's got something to prove? What if I stay in SmackDown, you ask? Then you can compete for a, for a shot at one of the bigger championships for prize. But to be honest, kid, you might want not to aim so big on your first shot. I think you and R-Truth have a good chance of winning that tag team title. If you stay at SmackDown, so go like to page Summer 29. Party? If you leave for Raw to team up with R-Truth, go to page 41. Is our first choice. Okay, so this has a lot of things going on with it. Oh, first I really off, R-Truth, R-Truth is an amazing wrestler with a credible pedigree. He's been an NWA champion. He has been a U.S. champion. He has been a tag team champion multiple times. But the odds are he could get us that belt and we could learn a lot of things from him. But the counterpoint is, Raw sucks and SmackDown always has better <laughs> viewership. So we'll get more screen time on SmackDown. Build the brand. That's how you get the belts, you know? He's not wrong. Raw is consistently a worse show. <laughs> it always is and it doesn't make any sense. But it's pretty much a guaranteed belt and you gotta start somewhere. I, I trust whatever choice Christian makes. I'm 100% right, Christian, behind it. Are we going to team up with R-Truth or are we, going, are we staying in SmackDown? I'm trying to think of if 2011 is the time that R-Truth is going crazy, dressing like a Confederate soldier and talking about where's Timmy. What? <laughs> that, that's going <laughs> to play a choice here. <laughs> I think that comes later. Yeah, because he wasn't teaming up with the Miz yet. Okay, yeah. Uh, you know what? Let, Raw's considered the, the flagship show. Let, let's go to Raw, because Alberto Del Rio's a joke and a dick anyways. All right. Wait, do we, do, will we be at WrestleMania by the end of this book? Is what I want to know. This is Night of Champions, so it is... When is Night of Champions? September? And WrestleMania's in, like, April? I'd be surprised. It's too bad this isn't the Royal Rumble. Yeah, this book, whoever wrote this book did not have the focus to name that many wrestlers, I'm going to go ahead and assume. Which, what movie was that? Dash and Cody Rhodes. That had the Royal Rumble in it. 
the movie Re- Royal Ready to Rumble? Ready to Rumble, that's what it was. Yeah, so a little known fact, John Cena makes a cameo in that movie. Before he's John Cena. Before he's John Cena. Because it's shot at a gym that he worked out in, and he just, just got to be in the background. The things wow. you know. <laughs> I know, right? I think I'll team with R-Truth, you tell Mr. McMahon, and he smiles, pleased, and does a line of cocaine. R-Truth has a good record as a tag team partner. <laughs> Teaming with him might be your best chance for a title. We know behind the scenes that all of these guys are doing cocaine, right? Like, oh, absolutely. Yeah, right? I've seen The Wrestler. <laughs> Oddly enough, I haven't. <laughs> that's, surpri- that's really surprising, honestly. Kind of shocking, right? Excellent, Mr. McMahon says. On Saturday, we're doing a special event for soldiers and their families. I want both of you tribute there to, to the announce troops. the new tag team. Maybe, yeah, why wouldn't they just write tribute to the troops? That's a, that's a very established thing. Maybe it's like a copywritten title. I don't know. This Maybe book is officially Maybe yeah. it's a different <laughs> night that they're doing a military service night. Thanks, Mr. McMahon, you say. I won't let you down. It turns out the event is going to be at a big outdoor barbecue in Texas with bands playing and appearances by WWE superstars. You and R-Truth meet up for the first time in the wardrobe trailer on the screen. The rapping superstar is wearing jeans and a black t-shirt and blazing with What's Up? His short dreadlocks frame his face. Hey, man. Oh, this is the thanks best for R-Truth. Team with you. Yeah, this is the good R-Truth. Hey, man. Thanks for letting me team with you, you say, shaking his hand. To be honest, I'm not exactly sure why you asked me. I like your attitude, R-Truth replies. The other night, you sounded like someone who wants to win. I'm ready for another championship myself. I've got a good feeling about this. You nod. Me too, you say. Pretty soon, the trailer is swarming with superstars, and everyone's getting ready for the event. The whole thing's going to be filmed for TV. Soon it's time for you and our truth to make your announcement. You exit the trailer, and an assistant in WWE polo shirt leads you to the stage. As you approach, you can see the excited crowd. Do you think they mentioned the polo shirt specifically so that like a kid would be like, I want a WWE polo shirt? They don't sell them. I don't believe that at all. <laughs> <laughs> they sell, they'll sell their mother. They sell a lot of them, but not the official, like one that the, you actually see the guys in the back wearing. Uh, as you approach, you can see the excited crowd. Many men and women are wearing uniforms and there are a lot of kids here too. You see a lot of fans with our true size, but nobody has one that says the wrench. The crowd goes wild as you as our truth climb on stage. They're chanting. What's up? Our truth grabs, grabs the mic up? first. He's got a ton of charisma and the crowd loves him. It's great to be here on this beautiful day, he cries, and the crowd cheers and claps. I'm here today with my friend Wrench to make a big announcement. We are teaming up to take the WWE Tag Team Championship at the WWE Night of Champions. The applause is deafening. You take the mic from him for a minute and The crowd is chanting our truth's name over and over again. He flashes them a dazzling smile and waves. You're starting to feel a little left out standing in R-Truth's shadow. You leave the stage without saying anything. You okay? R-Truth asks, but you don't answer. Then it's Randy Orton's turn to talk to the crowd. He's got voices in his head, and they're telling him to talk to the crowd right now. They come to him. They understand. Mr. Mc, uh, Mr. McMahon is... Theme song what, what does Randy Orton sound like? I forget. Like a that's dude that's, that was it. I hear voices in my head. They come to me. They understand. They talk to me. What is, I'm sorry. What does Randy Orton's voice sound like? Yeah, it's like a deep voice, right? It's kind of deep, and he usually talks kind of lower and slower. 
Mr. McMahon is making me put my WWE championship on the line at WWE Night of Champions, Orton says. He thinks that there's a superstar out there worthy of stealing my title. I say, prove it. Suddenly, you got a crazy idea. What if you ran through the mic and challenged Orton right here, right now? That's that not how you do awesome. that. No. If you stick with our truth, go to page 10. If you challenge Orton right now, turn to page 63. You gotta go with our truth. If you challenge Orton right now, you're gonna be making a mockery of yourself. I mean, isn't he called, isn't no he one, like has one of his titles legendary? He is Randy Orton, the venomous, RKOing, legend killing piece of shit. Christian, what you're implying right now is that the WWE has never made a mockery of itself. WWE what itself? It's never made a mockery of itself, is what you're saying? How would it? It is perfect. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're sticking with our truth. We'll turn back to page 10. There's something I really hope happens as one of the choices, but I'm not sure if it will, and I don't want to spoil it. I'm going to get very excited if it comes up and just yell that we have to do it. You snap out of your daydream of, channeling, of challenging Randy Orton. How would you expect to beat a legendary superstar like him? That night, you and R-Truth fly to Nashville, where you'll be competing on Raw in just two days. You and R-Truth practice for hours in a gym near the Nashville arena. By the time Monday night rolls around, you're ready for your match. Backstage, you're ready to get, you go in your gray trunks and matching boots. R-Truth is jogging in place, building up energy for the match. You can hear the commentators through the backstage speakers. The winners of our next match are competing for a chance at the WWE Tag Team Championship, Michael Cole says. John Morrison and Daniel Bryan are facing off against R-Truth and The Wrench. The oh my God. Wrench, Jerry Lawler laughs. What's a champion like R-Truth doing with a loser like that guy? That is very JR, Fuck actually. Very, <laughs> that's very accurate. Last week, the wrench promised every fan that he was going to walk away with the title of the WWE United Champions, Michael Horopolis. But tonight, we'll see if he's got the skills to back it up. Your fists clench, and an angry look crosses your face. Don't let him get to you. Is this the crappy time period where Michael Cole was the commentator on Raw and SmackDown? Yeah, probably. (laughs) Don't Uh. let him get... It's all a crappy time period when Michael Cole is doing anything, but hey, he's there. Banks time. Boss time. Don't let him get to you, R-Truth tells you. They, pay, they get paid to talk trash. I know you're not a loser. Michael Cole, R-Truth, he's being real supportive right here. He's a great guy. Like I said, we can learn a lot from him. He's been around the block. When the match starts, R-Truth jumps into the ring with John Morrison. The Monday Night Delight is the confident superstar with wavy brown hair. He goes after R-Truth aggressively. The rapping superstar gets caught off guard and turns the tables on Morrison and lifts him up to perform a power slam, but he's near Morrison's corner. And Daniel Bryan tags in. He attacks R-Truth with a series of vicious elbow strikes, driving him into a corner. R-Truth tags you, and you jump in the face Daniel Bryan. You use your momentum to deliver a hard kick to his chest, and he staggers back, dead on the ground. You killed him. Yeah, Daniel Bryan and John Morrison would be one of the greatest tag teams ever if they truly let them just go for it, for the record. Then the blonde wrestler charges into you. I thought he had red hair. Is he blonde? No, it's like dark brown. I don't know why they're blonde. Then the blonde wrestler charges into you, sending you slamming into the ropes. He yanks you by the arm and stands Ah. beside you, getting ready to trap you in a hold. Oh no, he's got me. Oh god. He got me in a hold. Oh, it's the master lock. You push away. 
tagging our truth in the process. He runs back in the ring and spars with Daniel Bryan. Bryan tags out and Morrison is in the ring again. You think this play-by-play is going to be exhausting. You think our truth may tag you, but he doesn't even look tired. He reveals himself off the rope, spins like a corkscrew and slams his arms in the Morrison's chest. It's the lie detector, Jerry Lawler yells. R-Truth's move sends Morrison to the mat, and the rapping superstar covers him for the pin. The crowd is in their feeling, yelling, What's up? What is up? I was waiting for you to start doing the chant. What's up? What's up? What's up? R-Truth and the wrench take the match. No thanks to the wrench, Michael Cole says, insulting you. His words continue to sting as you head backstage. You should be happy but you're starting to feel lost in our true shadow. That night, Skip Sheffield of the new Nexus approaches you. Dude, as long as our truth is around, you won't get to do anything, he tells you. You should join the new Nexus and tag team with me instead. If you stick with our truth, go to page 35. You team with Sheffield. Wait, who's, that? Who, who's asking us? Skip Sheffield. Skip Sheffield? This might be a character they made up. Frankly. No, I think it might be... Is it Skipper? It says Skip Sheffield of the new Nexus. Yeah, Nexus 2.0. Right, I don't know who that is. But it sounds I like someone you a, would It's. I think it's the dude that did the... He had the stupid, like, uh... Uh, like, face mask with, like, the... T- oh, it's Ryback! It's, it's Ryback. Ryback. Yeah, oh, totally, yeah, we're teaming with Ryback. <laughs> this is what I wanted to do. I wanted to turn in our truth and get the belts with like the reigning champs, like Cody Rhodes did to Hardcore Holly. Hmm. All right, if you're, we're gonna betray our truth. If you're unfamiliar with what I'm talking about, I'm talking about Hardcore Holly took in Cody Rhodes as a greenhorn to teach him the way of wrestling, and then he became the tag team champions with him. And then Ted DiBiase, the son of the Million Dollar Man, came to WWE and got a tag team title shot. And then when the match was about to begin, Cody Rhodes attacked Hardcore Holly and was like, by the way, I'm his tag team partner and pinned his own. So he became tag team champions for a second time with a different partner by defeating his own team. Remember when Enzo used to come out to the ring and claim that you can't teach height? Yes, I do. (laughs) I absolutely do. He's He's seven feet tall tall and you can't can't teach teach that. that. And then Big Cass kicked the shit out of him, like the weird little bitch he was. How you doing? <laughs> Is Big Cass still wrestling? I feel like he would have just faded. No, he got released from the WWE. And then the last time I heard anything about him, he was at an independent wrestling show and had like a seizure backstage and then hasn't wrestled oh, since. That's sad. You had to make it sad, didn't you? Yeah. He tried to tag team with Enzo again in the Indies, but it has not gone well. That would have been a great idea. Didn't Enzo get arrested? <laughs> I don't think so. Huh. I know I that he, that. like, Renegade showed up to a WWE event and, like, caused a ruckus and got tossed from the building. Why do you want me to join the new Nexus and team with you, you asked Skip Sheffield. Rumor has it that Mr. McMahon is anxious to give you a title shot, Skip replies. If you do it with R-Truth, everyone will forget about you the next day. For some reason, everybody loves that guy. For some reason, he's great. If you join the new Nexus, everyone will be talking about you again, and I wouldn't mind a title either. 
Sheffield is a 270-pound muscle monster with a shaved, bald head. He's wearing a cowboy hat and vest with his wrestling trunks. He might be called the cornfield, the corn-fed meathead, but right now he's making a lot of sense. Oh. All right, you say, I'll do it. You give Mr. McMahon a call, and you're surprised when he improves the moves. You tell our truth in person, but he's not happy. Backing out is not cool, he says. But if that's what you think you got to do, your match with Skip Sheffield is set for the next morale. You train with Skip, but you don't have the same rhythm you have with R-Truth. On Raw, you face Mark Henry and Evan Bourne. You and Evan are about the same size, and Skip has enough power to hold his own against the mammoth Mark Henry. But during the match, Skip ties you when so. Henry is still in the ring. Henry scoops you up and wallops you with a world's strongest slam. You don't know what has you don't know what has hit you. He comes you pull the Tommy pants. Dreamer and pooped your pants. <laughs> True story. Mark Henry is putting the light in between a, <laughs> in between the steel chair. He's gonna induct you into the hall of pain. Remember that fucked up move he used to do? Oh my god, is he about to end the book right now? He's like breaking our neck. The, the Hall, of, the pain. Hall of Pain. Oh, Richie, the Hall of Pain is when he took people's legs and then, like, kind of unfolded a folding chair just so he could fit their leg through it. And then he would fucking do, like, a butt bounce or a stomp onto the chair. It looked like the most painful thing. Ah! Ah! It was pretty next level. It was, it was a was little extra. Was he going to make them feel like, the pain, like a rainbow? Like a rainbow of like pain. Yes, he comes in for the pin, and you and Sheffield lose the match. You call Mr. Van and ask for another chance. Can you find another partner and still compete on WWE United Champions? Sorry, kid, he says, taking a rail of cocaine. You've been making some bad decisions lately. I'm sending you back to SmackDown. The end. Okay, first off, that kind of turn Vince would love. Second off, let's go back. <laughs> Sounds like you only really had the one, but okay. Let's no, stick let's with all the way back. Let's stick with Archer. All right. But you want to go all the way back? Title shot, baby. Okay, all the way back. We're going to stay in SmackDown. Let's do this Scooby Doo ending. It was Vince McMahon who was, it was Vince McMahon all along. Shocking. It was me, Austin. It was, it was me. me. I was chasing oh. people off the land so I could get in the oil, Austin. I was threatening to crucify my own daughter. It was me, Austin. <laughs> True Fuck story. Alright, uh, so uh we're back and we're back. Uh, we're going to take that SmackDown shot. You decide there's no way you can trust our truth. Besides, you know, there are big championships up for grabs if you stay in SmackDown. I think I'll stay in SmackDown if that's okay. You tell Mr. McMahon. Drew McIntyre's got the United States Championship and Dolph Ziggler's the Intercontinental Champion. Both of them will be facing challenges to the United Champions, right? I'd like that challenge to be me. Mr. McMahon raises an eyebrow. Oh, now hold on there, he says. I know you, wrench, and I know you better than that. Nobody gets a championship shot unless you earn it. Okay, you say, looking directly into the chairman's steely eyes as he does a third line of cocaine. I want this. Bad. It was really impressive. (laughs) Yeah, he's uh, he's invented a new way to do cocaine. It's like 3D almost. It's crazy. No, actually, he's been doing coke for so long. He's got to do it the way that you you can't use your nose anymore. You have to just do it through the ass. 
it's, it's horrifying. <laughs> but hell, the rush. <laughs> but oh you know, God. he's gotta do it. You can't not do coke. I had to do it to him, me. God damn it! Mr. McMahon leans back <laughs> in the leather chair, thoughtful. Did he skin the bowl that was that that leather chair is made out of? Well, of course. Alberto Del Rio is the number one contender for the Intercontinental Championship, he says. If you want a shot at Ziggler, you'll have to face Del Rio first. Do you remember how Del Rio taunted you yesterday? And your fists clench. It would be satisfying to take him down. But you faced Del Rio twice before, and once you lost badly. Taking him down might be tough. As for the United States Championship shot, I need to think about that more, Mr. McMahon tells you. If you decide to go out there McIntyre, how you get there will be up to me. You're not sure what to do. Ooh. You can get in the ring with someone you know or leave your fate to the hands of Mr. McMahon. So if you go after the United States Championship, turn to page 18. If you face Del Rio for the Intercontinental Championship, turn to page 49. So here's the thing about this now. You see, because oh the little inside baseball for you, when da- this is the era, I believe, when McIntyre shows up and Vince McMahon declares him the future of the WWE and the superstar, <laughs> like, the guy who's going to run this shit. <laughs> so, odds are, he's going to put you against Mark Henry, and once again, we get inducted into the Hall of Pain. <laughs> once again, we get our legs shattered by a steel chair. No matter how you slice it, we will be, en- we will be entered into the Hall of Pain. Inducted. But... Uh, the odds if we fight Del Rio, he's going to be so coked out of his mind, it's going to be impossible to pin him. It's <laughs> <laughs> a real toss-up. a lot of cocaine. That was like the defining feature of that man's scandals. He has done so many drugs. No, actually, the defining this of his scandal was when he got arrested for kidnapping and imprisoning a woman for like a month. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And then like went to jail and then got released because she was like, no, it's fine. Uh, it's not real. It's fine. Seriously, dude. A lot of cocaine. A lot of cocaine. <laughs> they gave so, that note to Paige's doctor. You, you know, Paige me? can do all the coke she wants. Signed, Dr. Del Rio. <laughs> <laughs> what you're telling me is that uh, Del Rio did a ton of cocaine, kidnapped a woman, held her like probably in his basement for like a month. And then when she got out, she gave like the boondocks R. Kelly excuse of if I didn't want to get peed on, I just moved out of the way. Uh, basically, she did. I assume the excuse of, yeah, his family's going to kill me. <laughs> so, <laughs> n- nah. His family will take me to their pleasure island where they hunt people for sport. <laughs> is that what you're saying? Basically, oh I mean, he's like, he is like Mexico wrestling legacy. Like, <laughs> he's a big deal. <laughs> I mean, they would rent a car every time he would show up so they could, like, have him drive a car to the ring. I believe it was a limo. <laughs> and he had his own personal ring announcer. He did have his own personal ring announcer. It was that, like, uh... The short guy. Uh, yeah, the short guy. He looked like the guy from Fantasy Island a little bit. Tattoo, tattoo. Like, um, didn't Brock Lesnar have his own announcer person? Who was that? Oh, Paul, that was he Paul, is Paul Heyman. Heyman. Paul Heyman is a human testicle. Okay. And my name is Paul Heyman. You may notice that I'm a human testicle. (laughs) Okay, Uh, we haven't made a choice yet. 
If you're going to the United States Championship, page 18. And if you want to face Del Rio, page 49. All right, Richie, what do you think? Fight a man who has beaten us or take a shot at the golden boy and just see what Vince craps on us? You know, I want to throw a little lore uh, in I mean, the there's ring. A possibility, oh, there's a possibility that we can win against our foe, but that's not yeah. guaranteed. Del Rio is an arrogant son of a bitch. He might get too I, coked out. I want to throw a little lore into the ring. That woman that Del Rio kidnapped and held in the basement for a month, that was your sister. I this don't person, think it was. This person. <laughs> it sounds like you want us I'm to fight Del Rio. Uh, so I say we challenge McIntyre because fuck you, I do my own thing. <laughs> like I said, I trust any choice that Christian makes. All right, McIntyre it is. You never really liked your sister. She got kidnapped. That was her fault. A little voice inside you was I'm sure she did something stupid. <laughs> if you're going to do this, go big. Winning the United States Championship would really quiet your doubting fans. Okay, I honestly read that as your douchebag fans. And I was like, wow, this book took a turn. Well, he's a heel, you see. <laughs> and part of you is curious to know what Mr. McMahon has in mind for you. I want a shot at Drew McIntyre, you tell the chairman. Mr. McMahon looks thoughtful. Does a fourth line of cocaine then leans forward. Tell you what, he says, I'll leave it up to you. You've got two choices. Here's the first one. Defeat Undertaker, and I'll let you face McIntyre at the WWE United Champions. Undertaker? The thought makes you turn paler than Sheamus. (laughs) I'm so happy they said that. Paler than a jar of human mayonnaise. Paler than a jar of human mayonnaise. (laughs) Um, What's the second choice, you ask? Well, you're not the only one who wants to take on Drew, Mr. Graham replies. There are three other superstars who want that title as much as you do. I'll set you up a specialty match Royal Rumble? each Royal one. Rumble? Take them all down and you've got your shot. You're stunned. Leaving things up to Mr. Man was a big risk. And now you've got a decision to make. Face Undertaker, a practically undefeatable Tower of Terror, or trample a trio of unknown title hopefuls. We're going for Undertaker, right? Well, of course. I told you, if we can get tombstoned, I'm getting tombstone. <laughs> tombstone into the grave, then like we're good. That's I think that's that's how we all want to go out, right? I that's have how we been, wanted. Like, I've been emailing him about it for grave. years. He's gotten at least six hundred emails and blocked at least ten of my addresses. <laughs> I don't know how you keep getting my email. For the love of God, stop! Please, I'm not the American badass. I know you wanted to pay $1,000 for my cameo, but you just didn't make the cut. Is this cameo really you, Once you get a reply, it's, sir, this is a Wendy's. Yes. Cameo is insane. Sir, this is a Wendy's. <laughs> Defeating Undertaker may be the most difficult thing you've attempted in your life, but you have Maybe. no idea what three superstars Mr. McMahon pl- plans to put up against you. If you choose Undertaker, you'll only have to win once. I'll try Undertaker, you say. Mr. McMahon looks surprised. After his fifth line of cocaine, he looks you dead in the eye. You got a lot of nerve, kid. <laughs> I've got a lot of cocaine, but I'm liking the new you. So you got it. You this can face so Undertaker much. on the next SmackDown. The wrestling blogs light up with comments once the match is announced. The wrench has built a... <laughs> is WWE still obsessed with their Twitter presence? With their wrestlers or just themselves? No, just, just themselves. Like They're like, this is the most tweeted about match of the century. Like, I distinctly remember that when I was, was still regularly watching. I believe it, yeah. Be there! Pay for the whole seat, but you'll only tweet about the edge. 
But you only need the edge. <laughs> John Truckasaurus. The ranch has built a reputation for being steady, cool-headed superstar. But this later move makes me, this makes me wonder if this ranch has a screw loose. You decide to ignore the blogs and focus on the match. Wow, what a cutting jab. They would really just like call you a racial slur and then, I don't know, fucking talk about what porn they watched earlier. Let's be real here about what the wrestling blog would say. I don't know. <laughs> I don't go to blogs. I don't use the internet. <laughs> Other than to post my hilarious wrestling videos, am I right? On your Instagram. What about wrestling? But it's really clever because it's what dot about wrestling. One word. It has the comedy. There we go. The following contest is a one fall. The announcer blares. One fall. Approaching the at one hundred and seventy pounds. Wow, we're a light dude. Dude, I'm one hundred and sixty. <laughs> is the wrench? Yeah. Okay. Again, I. You need to put on weight, man. <laughs> I'm trying. <laughs> I keep losing it. Like I said, I'm the wrench, and I'm here to rattle your pipes. <laughs> Coming down from the ring, the wrench is here to lay pipe. Oh, I'm sorry. Rattle the pipes. I read that wrong. He's <laughs> <laughs> here to twist your nuts. <laughs> And strip your bolts. Here's gonna strip your bolts, twist your nuts, and then lay some pipe. In that order. (laughs) And if you're lucky, in that order. Jesus Christ. To your surprise, the crowd cheers you. They must like your brave move. You jump up on the ropes and wave to your fans. Then the arena goes black. Do it, Christian. You know what's coming. Do it. Dun. 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 A mournful bell tolls and organ music plays. The ghost of Paul Bear rises from the ring. Is Paul Bear still alive at this point? <laughs> and he's going to lay pipe on you. <laughs> <laughs> He might. He might. (laughs) And now, approaching the ring, weighing in at 290 pounds, is The Undertaker, accompanied by the ghost of Paul Bearer. Your blood runs cold as The Undertaker slowly makes his way down the aisle, bathed in midnight blue light. He steps into the ring, removes his long black leather Mm. coat, and faces you. Ding, 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 the sound of the bell. You race forward, your heart pumping. You strike Undertaker with your most powerful round kick. Undertaker doesn't flinch. He lifts you up, turns you upside down, shakes you until all the coins come out of your pockets so he can buy milk at lunch later. I'm not going to be able to ride the bus home. <laughs> I thought you were going to say Galaga at the local, at the local arcade. <laughs> No, there's no more arcades by this point. Like, maybe there's like a Galaga machine in the local Delicatessen. Maybe you're going to play that. Maybe. Or or the local laundromat. Ooh, you've had your money stolen. Feels bad to be an independent contractor now, doesn't it, bitch? Ooh. 
Paul Heyman says from the side. Good luck seeing a competent doctor. We're going to pump you full of Z-Packs and send it to Europe, you son of a bitch. We're going to fill you full of horse tranquilizers and send you back out. Don't be a baby. Pop that spine back in place. Pop it back in place. If I can come back from the grave, what's stopping you? One of the greatest matches in WWE history is a Jeff Hardy's first WWE title shot against The Undertaker, where it's a hardcore rules match. And Undertaker is American badass at this point and just straight up says, yeah, Jeff Hardy, you're not going to be able to walk again after this match. They have an absolute banger, as the kids say, of a match. And then at the end, Undertaker gets on his Harley, as he does, and drives up the ramp. And then Jeff Hardy, like, pulls himself up the ladder just to grab a mic and be like, fuck you, I can still walk. Come on, we're not done dying in the ring. And then Undertaker comes back, gets in the ring, just stares at him, like, laughs. I'm like, okay, kid, you're going to die if we keep going. We'll end it here. like <laughs> Remember that cane match where uh, he like dislocated his leg and then fucking slammed his leg down? You could hear the bone pop back into place. Yeah, it sounded like someone twisted uh, a water bottle. Yeah, that was the most fucked up thing I have ever seen on television, I think. Not even the Sid Vicious leg break? That's funny. That was just funny. What that, about that, John that, Cena that, getting his nose broken by Seth Rollins' knee? <laughs> no, uh, Cesaro getting his tooth uh, knocked out and then replaying it like 50 times in super slow-mo. Oh, when Jeff Hardy got his tooth kicked in? Or when no, just was, Cesaro, Cesaro went off against the ring got, apron? Yeah, Cesaro when he got his tooth knocked out. Yeah, when he hits the ring post? And they had like phantom cameras on him or something and they played that clip like over and over again for like a month. And then he had to wear a retainer for a very long time. <laughs> and he became the Thrift Superman. <laughs> the Thrift Superman. <laughs> We are not the we are the bar. <laughs> Criminally underappreciated. Undertaker doesn't flinch. <laughs> Lifts you up, turns you upside down, takes you to an open grave, drops to his knees, slamming you into the grave. You're helpless as the Undertaker pins you to the mat, but you wouldn't be able to do anything anyway because you're dead. You're devastated by the loss. You're a ghost. This is ghost you uh, encountering this right now. But you feel better as after you see the tradition. text that Ghost McMahon has sent you. He also died earlier that night. The coke got him. <laughs> yeah, he finally did one too many lines of cocaine. He Took pooped it all out and it killed him. Everything came out. <laughs> Listen, this is going to be one hell of a bowel movement. When we're done, we'll be lucky if he has any bones left. <laughs> what did Vince say? Your match with The Undertaker really spiked your popularity, kid. I'll give you another title shot at the next pay-per-view. So you have to wait. But next time, if you have a choice, you won't choose The Undertaker. Yes, I will. The end. What? (laughs) Son of a bitch. (laughs) Wait, did we win? You know what, kid? No. (laughs) No, The Undertaker killed us. Of course we didn't win. We into an open grave and we died. But and then I we met the ghost of Vince McMahon, who did too much cocaine and also died. I am curious if we fight the if we do the gauntlet match, who we compete against. I don't know if we should go through the whole storyline, but I, I do agree we should see who it was. I just uh, want to know who can, it is. Uh, the one remember. wrestler guy from Ready to Rumble. Which one, Goldberg? No, the, the Diamond the Dallas King? Page. The King isn't wasn't that his title? The King, yeah. 
King Booker? The King's Court, bro. Come on. And Jerry Lawler is the king. I mean, he's probably shouldn't be anymore, but he is technically in Tennessee wrestling. We're going to keep going. We got a little ways to go. I just saw a name that I'm not going to not use. Oh, is it Chris Jericho? You know, there's no way you'll ever be able to beat The Undertaker. I'll try. (laughs) Yeah, we we learned that one the hard way. (laughs) We tried, damn it. Paul Bear's ghost rises from beneath the floor. That's right, bitch. Don't even try. Get back in your suitcase. <laughs> Vince, Vince sees him. Get back in the urn. Who <laughs> let your spirit out? You know there's no way I'll ever be an Undertaker. I'll try the three specialty matches you tell Mr. McMahon. Mr. McMahon nods, please. No, I gotta give it to you, kid. This is gonna this is gonna be great entertainment. I don't know what's gotten into you, but I like it. I know what's gotten into me, though. Pure, uncut Colombian. <laughs> the chairman's never praised you like this before, and it feels good. Thanks, you say. So what's the first match? Mr. McMahon grins. You'll find out on next SmackDown. <laughs> it's, an in- it's an inferno match against Kane. <laughs> Kane Welcome just to hell. right back into place, and he's coming for blood. Match two is a dentist match against Dr. Isaac Yankum. And behind you, you hear the terrible twisted breathing of Dr. Yankum. Someone has a cavity. Someone has a cavity. (laughs) As everyone knows, the wrench has been announced his attention to win the championship long begins. Who's long? I skipped a thing. General manager Theodore Long. Oh, Teddy Long. Oh, it's a tag team match then. (laughs) (laughs) Mr. McMahon has sanctioned the Wrench to wrestle in three matches with three other contenders. The first one will be held tonight. Wrench will face Jack Swagger in a one-fall contest. Ah, shit. The The (laughs) All-American? The All-American. The winner will go on to WWE Night of Champions, and the loser will have to shave his head. So it's Jack Swagger. He's bigger than you. And he's already got the World Heavyweight Championship. Yeah, you always forget how fucking jacked Jack Swagger is. Jack Swagger is a huge human being. That guy is, is really big. He is big, he is thick, and he can move. But he's no Undertaker. He's an MMA fighter now. He, yeah, that makes sense. Undefeated. Is he going to get kicked in the neck and pass out like Ronda Rousey? Yeah, if you get kicked in the neck, yeah, you're going to pass out. <laughs> Yeah, but I'll take anything to dunk on Ronda yeah, Rousey. Kick in the neck, pass out, and then try out for Mortal Kombat and do a very bad job. <laughs> That's the as, series of events. Jack Swagger's going to go through. He's going to be playing Johnny Cage in the next one. As a group of wise men once said, protect your neck. <laughs> Before you know it, it's time for the match. Jack Swagger confidently walks down the aisle. The aisle? You could He's say tall, with Swagger. Muscled with blonde hair and blue eyes. The All-American. I wonder why Vince likes him so much. <laughs> Ooh. He's got some words for Ooh. you before the match starts. Get ready to lose that fuzz on your head, wrench. Only a true champion can take down this champion. The bell rings and Swagger throws down the microphone and immediately assaults you with some forceful punches to the head. You counter with a knee to the gut, hoping he'll back off, but he won't stop. You dodge to the side and dash to the corner of the ring. Using the ropes to bounce yourself on the Swagger, you crash into him hard and he falters but doesn't fall. Swagger's eyes blaze with anger and cocaine, and he fights back with a running knee lift. 
You see Swagger stars. wiggles and wobbles, but he don't fall down. <laughs> you see stars <laughs> as a masterpiece smashes into your chin. While you're dazed, Swagger reaches between your legs and lifts you over the shoulder. You know it's coming. An Oklahoma stampede. Wham! He slams you. No, hit us with the Swagger bomb. Bam! He carries you to the opposite and slams you. Slam! Swagger bomb. Swagger bomb. Center of the ring like a ragdoll. You lie there limp. You're dead. It works. (laughs) He works the crowds into a frenzy. He's got his back to you. You hear a voice at the sound of the ring. Hey, Wrench. Roll up. It's CM Punk, the tattooed superstar. He says he's straight edge, but he can be as sneaky as a snake in the ring. He's decimating you. Say the word. I'll help you, Punk offers. You look up at Jack Swagger. Punk is right. He's dominating the match. But why does Punk want to help you? If you refuse his help, turn to page 38. If you accept his help, turn to page 47, overriding that we're accepting CM Punk's help. We accept his help because CM Punk is going for the, the heavyweight championship belt, so we can only gain in this situation. 47. Now, you see, wrestling has a hierarchy, and I don't understand how you're earning a U.S. title shot by beating the world heavyweight champion. That's ass backwards. You nod to CM Punk, and he nods back. As you try to get to your feet, your body yanking, Punk slithers into the ring like a snake and grabs the ref by the ankles. He crashes into the ring. He's out cold. Punk tosses him onto the arena floor and then disappears. Jack Swagger turns around. He sees the ref is missing, but he's not sure what happened. Behind him, CM Punk jumps into the ring. He grabs Swagger's head with one hand and hurls forward, driving Swagger's face into the mat. Swagger is dead. Bulldog. Swagger is down and dazed. CM Punk slides out of the ring. You move quickly, flipping Swagger on his back and covering him for the pin. You're in luck because the ref has recovered and back in the ring just in time. But he's bleeding profusely from the head, so, you know. So time is of the essence. Count to three. All right, do it before I end up dead. One, two, three. Adrian! What happened to your hat? (laughs) (laughs) The ref raises your arm in the air, but you're not done yet. You take an electric razor and shave off half of Swagger's blonde skin before he shakes you off. He's a sore loser, but you don't care. You won your first specialty match and have murdered a man. <laughs> you got a taste for it, unfortunately. Unfortunately, you now have a taste for bloodlust. You take out CM Punk as soon as you get backstage. Vince McMahon <laughs> comes down and says, Boy, this wasn't in the contract. <laughs> Your man says, I'm not paying for that. <laughs> when you get backstage, Teddy Long tells you that you'll be fighting the next match on the same night. This one's a Falls Count Anywhere match against Chris, the Masterpiece Masters. This Chris conceded- Masters? He's going to get us with the Master Lock. We got to be careful. This conceded superstar is a devastating submission hold, the Master Lock. Soon after the match begins, you slide out of the ring. It's Falls Count Anywhere match, so you can pin your opponent anywhere inside or even outside the building. Master jumps over the ropes and charges at you. You spot a chair nearby. It could be just what you need. But normally, playing dirty isn't your style. If you try to go back for the ring, turn to page 56. If you hit Masters with the chair, turn to page 84. Do we go hit for him the with the chair? chair? Yeah, we absolutely yeah. hit him with the chair, right? Absolutely. The Get chair. the chair! Give him the chair! Give him the chair! <laughs> Give him the chair! Wait. For clarification, we both went for the Shrek reference, We know what we're doing. You grab the chair and bring it down on Chris Masters' back with a loud smack. 
He crumples to the floor in a heap. <laughs> you want to know how to make a man crumble? Can him with a chair. Because it's a false count anywhere match, the ref is right there. You act quick. I didn't see nothing. You act quickly. Covering masters for the pin. He's out cold. This is almost... Dude, you killed a man. He's dead. No, he's fine. He's taking a nap. No, he's just sleepy. He's very sleepy. One, two, three. Ding, ding, ding. You jump up and down, pumping the air with your fist. Some of the crowd is booing you. Hitting the masters with the chair was a bad guy move, but you don't care. You've taken on two superstars. This is a heel turn for the belt. One more. And you'll get Some the say we gave him the chair. <laughs> give him the chair. I say we gave him the Yes, duh. The crowd suddenly gets quiet. Boo! And that's when you turn and see Theodore Long enter the ring with CM Punk by his side. It's time for your final match, Wrench, Long tells you. And you can't believe it. Three matches in one night? Undertaker. CM Punk is sneering. He takes the mic away from Long. This is going to be easy, he calls out. Why do you think I helped you before? I'd rather face you than that all-American jerk. You climb Ooh. the ring and face CM Punk, staring him down. Those are fighting words. Long takes the mic back. You two are going to be fighting each other in an I quit match, he tells you. Normally, that would be good news. In an I quit match, the only way you can win is if your opponent taps out. A superstar with a strong submission hold like you has an advantage. But you're coming off two matches, and you're not at 100% right now. Also, one of CM Punk's notorious finishing moves is the strong submission hold. Christian? What? He does, Well, he does the GTS. When does What's he the do submission it? hold? I know you know this. I know it's it's the... Uh, they call it the Cone of Silence and the Rings of Saturn. I don't know what the actual... What CM Punk called it when he used it, though. Okay, the time out, time out. What, pray tell, is are the, the Rings of, of Saturn? He did the Anaconda Vice? Apparently, he did the Anaconda the Vice. fuck did he do that? <laughs> the kind of wrestling thing Christian doesn't know. Fuck You're you. A rare thing here, listeners. Fuck you all. <laughs> Anaconda Vice. I know what it is, but when did he do it? Oh, with JBL, huh? Wait, no. If you show your fear, you're done. So you put on your best game face. Let's do this now. The general manager quickly leaves the ring as you and CM Punk face off. When the bell rings, you try to make the first move, but the straight-edge superstar is faster. He's so fast because he's never done cocaine, so he's never been weighed down. That's the real problem. He spins in a complete circle, finishing with a kick to the... Spins in a complete... What, did he crash bandicoot you? Yes, he did. Gave me the old crash bandicoot. Wham! The blow rocks your body and you struggle to stay on your feet. You're going to need to use strategy to win this match or you won't have a chance. If you try to get CM Punk down on the mat, go to page 24. If you try to hold him off and you can get more energy, go to page 44. Take him down to the mat. 25 down to the mat. You disagree, Richie? No, uh, no, no. Coward. You decide to give it everything you've got. You lunge at Punk and deliver a barrage of punches so fast that he can't make a move. Then, bam! You smack him with a spinning kick to the chin. And Punk goes down. In a flash, you're on him, flipping him over so he's face down on the mat. You sit on his back and grab his neck in a chin lock, pulling back. Straining his head and neck, you've got him in a camel clutch. 
one of your favorite submission holds. It's a good but all one. that fast action is tapped when it tapped your strength. And Punk manages to free his arms. He pushes you out forcefully to the mat, setting you flying backward. He's broken the hole. Punk races to the corner and climbs the ropes. He grabs them and pulls his back hard, propelling himself over the ring and over your head. As he lands behind you, he knocks down on the mat. He jumps next down next to you and pulls your right arm back, then loops his arms around your arm and your head in a tight grip. It's the Anaconda Vice, Michael Cole calls out. You know you're in trouble. Punk pulls your head and shoulders forward, and the pain in your arm and neck are unbearable. You try to kick out of the hole, but it's no use. Your head is starting to feel fuzzy, and your eyesight is blurry. Snap. Oh, no. You're broken. And you the poop winner yourself. of this contest is The match has CM ended. Punk. The tight grip around you releases. See, I told you. Uh, well, I didn't tell you. I, but I had doubts. Your ghost sits up, stunned. Uh-huh. You've tapped out via death, and you didn't even realize it. Then it hits you. You've lost your championship shot. It's all over. But it's not all bad. When you get back to your hotel room that night, you see that the wrestling blogs are on fire. Everyone is impressed with you for taking on three superstars in one night. You might not have a title, but you are dead, and the taunting from the fans stops from here because you're dead and they've forgotten about you. The end. No, why would from Paul, the ghost of Paul Bearer? No, he abandoned us too. Yeah, well, he got sealed back into the vase. Remember? Back to the Vision end from once you came. Cocaine and then called the, the Ghostbusters and they took him out. Well, boys, we tried, didn't we? Well, we uh, we died three times and we didn't become a champion. That's the end of it. That'll happen, though. Not everyone can be a champion. That's true. I, I Not everyone can not. be Roman Reigns. I mean, famous, related to a famous guy, getting pushed constantly. Some I of tried. us have to try our hardest. And some of us get our neck broken by CM Punk. Some of us also get... Or Undertaker. So... Yeah, that's a thing. I feel taunted every day. Ooh, you tried and you got jack shit. Aw. Aw, bitch. I'm Paul Bear. What are you going to do to me? I'm already dead. Now, if you'll excuse me, I'm going to go to the house from Casper and hang out with them. They seem cool, I guess. I don't know. It's the 90s. Fuck this shit. Well, yeah. <laughs> I'm sad that our conquest didn't end in gold, but I'm happy for the memories. Because that's what it's all about here at Choose Your Own, or the choices ours. With that's what it's all about here at Choose Your Own podcast, the alternate title for our podcast that we didn't use. But I can always take solace in the fact that I can look behind me and see my. United Kingdom Championship proudly sitting on my bookshelf. <laughs> I can always take solace in the fact that I'm going to be haunted for the rest of my life by the ghost of Paul Bear. Ghost of Paul Bear. <laughs> One of the greatest puns ever created. Ooh, you're never going to get rid of me. Ooh. I'll haunt your dreams. How come you're home alone? Shouldn't you be out laying pipe right now? Hit us with the tagline one more time, Richie. Which wait, which one? Oh my god, you've disappointed me so. No, because I'm I, a I wrench. Did 
I'm the wrench. Oh, I'm the wrench. And I'm and here. Out of your pipes. Thank you. I'm gonna twist your nuts. <laughs> I'm gonna strip your bolts. <laughs> I'm gonna strip your bolts bare, twist your nuts, and then lay down the pipe. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> I'm gonna check your plumbing. Jesus! Why is that the most disturbing one of all? Because, because <laughs> I think it was less. You, you, you know, even, it was you bad. Do the Paul Bearer voice? You just said, "I'm gonna check." Like it was a threat. <laughs> it's a statement. <laughs> like it was an absolute threat. Hey, bro, I'm gonna check your plumbing. Watch yourself. I'm going to call it here before we get uh, further down the rabbit hole. Oh, we got 20 minutes of just wrench jokes if you don't cut us off. So, Jesus Christ. The wrench is going to make a monkey out of you. As always, thanks for listening. The sign-off is being delivered by the ghost of Paul Bear this time. This was Christian, Richie, and Brent. And this was the choices of. But as always, if you'd like to continue listening, that choice is yours. Now, if you'll excuse me, I have some pipe to learn. <laughs>